If you're like many of us, the holiday season might have left you with a bit of extra debt, but the Sharp Mortgage Team is here to help. I recently discovered the incredible work they're doing to help folks consolidate their holiday debt through smart refinancing. They're turning financial stress into financial freedom. Managing debt can be overwhelming, but the Sharp Mortgage Team makes the process a breeze. Their experienced team understands the ins and outs of the mortgage world and is dedicated to finding solutions that work for you. Imagine having one manageable monthly payment instead of juggling multiple bills. The Sharp Mortgage Team can make that a reality. Plus, they're not just about numbers. They genuinely care about your financial well-being. So if you're ready to kick that holiday debt to the curb and start the new year on a financially strong note, reach out to the Sharp Mortgage Team today. Visit their website, sharpmortgageteam.com. That's sharp with an E at the end, sharpmortgageteam.com, or give them a call. Don't miss this chance to take control of your finances in 2024. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Zero Dark Nerdy, the galaxy's favorite pop culture podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, betonline.ag for all your sports betting needs, golden ticket cinemas with the brand new Hollywood Ale House right here in Greensboro, North Carolina, and 19 other locations across the United States, and our good friend Sailfish Comics. Three locations here in North Carolina, one in Concord, one in Winston-Salem, and our good friends on Stanley Road. This is your boy, Brian, a.k.a. El Nino, and today I am joined with... Oh, baby, we're back. Ryan Saber, Captain Cleveland, Browns, them nine and five Browns, Cavs, Guardians, C-L-E, till I die. Oh, goodness gracious. Let me, let me, let me give you the air horn for that one. It's just good to have you back. It's good to be sure. back out there. Uh, a lot of you may know we've taken like a four-month mental health hiatus. We're not done with this by any means. Busy it's year. Just, yeah, it's a busy year. Busy year, five and a half years strong. We just needed it. Sometimes you just need to take a time out. I, I mean, I went to Italy for two weeks. I've been traveling a lot for work. You got married. You got all that stuff going on. We got some other things cooking behind the scenes that we're thinking about doing to expand the brand and the business. So that shit takes time. And, you know, we um, we wanted to make sure that we could devote time to that. And now we're back to devoting time to this. Exacto mundo. And uh, something uh, spectacular happened during your Italy trip. You want to let the world know? I mean, come on. You know, after 13, almost 13 years, you know, I make me cry. I, uh, you know, I decided to make Courtney the luckiest woman on the face of the earth. You know what? What more can I say? We got engaged in, in Rome. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Don't when you see me. Don't ask me when the date is. Don't ask her when the date is. You know, the the party line is I don't want to ruin this moment by thinking about the next moment. So we're going to take some time. Um, a lot of things going to happen between now and then. So we'll see. But I, I appreciate you uh, bringing that back up. So, yeah, it's uh, 
Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for for you and listen, Gordon. all you ladies out there. I'm half off the market. <laughs> you had your chance. You blew it. That's all I gotta say. That's right. That's right. Both of us off the market. I got married back in March to my lovely wife Ashley. There was a lot going on uh, during this this break. Right. I had New York Comic Con with my daughter, which was a blast. Got to meet Norman Reedus. Got to meet Tom Hardy of all people. Uh, one of our favorites, you know, it was just a, a mind blowing trip. My uncle got married in Puerto Rico to the love of his life. And as Saba says, we're just going to keep it under wraps. Uh, you know, we have some things cooking for, for 2024, not just year six of this incredible journey. We did just partner up with Golden. Hold on. Pitbull lover and dog advocate, Tom Hardy. Yes. Let's let's give him the correct, uh, correct title there. So That's love right. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was fantastic. So uh, again, uh, you know, we just partnered up with Golden Ticket Cinemas, twenty locations across the U.S., bringing back some of our favorite small town theaters. Are doing it here in town with the old Brassfield Cinemas. They spent a million dollars and just completely just knocked it out of the park. And of course, some awesome stuff coming your way. But we'll we'll get to that later. We're going to be doing. Go it. see the go to the move. Go to go to Golden Ticket Cinemas. Yes. Exactly. This is this is a little bit of a second chance with that location. Yeah. I I did not grow up in Greensboro, as as everybody knows. You lived here longer than I have, but I used to go to Brassfield Cinemas all the time. And when it closed down, it was like, oh shit, you know. And we talked about it on the show how, you know, if you don't go to the movies, if you don't take advantage of the opportunity, some of these smaller, uh, more convenient, a little bit more intimate venues. They go away. So, you know, look, it doesn't matter that, you know, we're we have a partnership with them. I would say this regardless. Go to Golden Ticket Cinemas, go to Red Cinemas, go to all the small venues in your town. We have fans all over uh, the U.S. and, and, and globally. Go to those small venues. Make sure that they stay open because. You can only watch so many movies at home on Netflix, on Apple TV, all that, right? Like that cinematic experience is critical for all of us. It's what we grow up with, a lot of nostalgia there, but we got to continue to support those businesses. So please, please, please. And Golden Ticket's open now. So go see a movie there over the holiday season. I, I challenge everybody that's listening to this to make sure you go see at least one movie during the holiday season to keep some of those small businesses going. Could not agree more. Just like you said, I mean, we could only watch so much at home, but nothing beats the movie theater experience. Plain and simple. Golden Ticket, we are so glad to be partnering up with you, and thank you for revitalizing a, a staple of a movie theater here in Greensboro. Just like Saba said, it's open now. Go check them out. They're going to do an official grand opening in January that we can't wait to attend, but they're open right now. Be sure to check them out, goldenticketcinemas.com. So, uh, you know, we figured it'd be fitting to come back and, and recap this crazy year. We're, you know, in the middle of a recession, getting ready to go to an election year next year, and that's another topic for another day. But, uh, you know, there's been some shows and some movies we want to dive into a little bit and, you know, some surprises, some flops, some disappointments, and, uh, you know, just some all-around great cinematic adventures. So let's get, get kick this off with Captain Cleveland. You know, what are some of your, I guess yeah. you say highlights for, for 2023? And I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and start with uh, movies. You want to start with movies. So, so I want to preface all of this by saying, you know, one of the things that we talked about on one of our last episodes when we had uh, our friend Michael Turek on is that 
you know, we just went through a work stoppage in, in Hollywood across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so the back half of this year, there, there wasn't a lot of new content. A lot of things got pushed. Um, you know, and I talked about it being a busy year. I, full disclosure, there was a lot of things this year that I have not seen, both TV and movies that I want to. I plan on uh, sort of refocusing and making more of a commitment in 2024 to go back. I didn't watch this last season of Succession. Uh, I still haven't watched The Last of Us. Like there's, and that's just to name a few. There's a lot of things that I that I haven't, I haven't seen the Marvels for Christ's sake. So, you know, there's just a lot of things that I haven't seen yet. So I want to preface it um, by saying that. So uh, let's talk movies. One of my three favorite movies of 2023 uh, i did again i didn't see a lot of movies and and what i did see i really really liked i i'll start with kind of my uh, we'll go thir- three to one on this i would say my third favorite movie of the year very on brand for me was guardians of the galaxy volume three that's the last uh, film that i actually saw in the theater after that big rant about going what <laughs> watching movies (laughs) in the theaters i just i told on myself you know we had an episode we talked about it great movie uh go back i encourage you you can hear all my thoughts on that both of us our thoughts on guardians of the galaxy volume three if you haven't seen it um it's it's it, it was a really well done movie it was a good farewell to uh that piece of the marvel cinematic universe uh, some some components of uh, that group will uh, be back down the line, but the majority of it will not. So I just I thought it was very tastefully done. And obviously, um, you know, the last movie for yeah, James Gunn before. He, be- yeah. Before he went to, to D.C. Uh, and is in his playing the Kevin Feige role for D.C. So anyways, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Loved it superhero movie uh, a lot of feels uh, a lot of smiles a lot of uh you know tear tearful moments you kind of got everything uh, it was it was a great great movie number two uh being the sneakerhead that i am um you know air was great film i i wouldn't say that it was a surprise because you know i'm a huge ben affleck matt damon guy to begin with I just I wasn't sure how much meat there was on the bone with that story. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, man, like how, you know, this is just the story of of Nike and Sonny Vaccaro. Yeah. uh, You know, courting Michael Jordan from from Adidas. Yeah. You know, and and obviously they didn't even show Michael Jordan in the or, you know, he didn't have any speaking parts or whatever. Just look. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, when they're together, um, they don't miss. It was a it was a Ben Affleck Ben Affleck directed movie. At this point, Ben Affleck is fuck basically Clint Eastwood. You I know mean, what I mean? Like every movie that he directs uh, is a banger. Now he's you know he's got the hardware both as an actor and a director to you know really he can do whatever project he wants at this point. But you know they chose to do this. Um, just all around really good movie, uh, very, um, 
engaging, not overly long. And I, I think it was about an hour, 45, maybe two hours. Um, just, just great. That's my yeah, number I mean, two. Davis is just fantastic. I mean, well, on. you know, and, and we talked about it and the story is well known. They, they weren't making the movie without her. That was Michael Jordan's sort of um, caveat or, 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 um, you know, condition for them getting, um, you know, agreement to, for, for the, for the material, for the content. So, and, and, and Chris Tucker, you know, yeah. Chris Tucker, that role that he played, you you learn from a lot of the interviews and different things, how important his character was to Michael Jordan, especially in the early years, how important he was to Nike. So overall, just just really great movie. And like I said, not a surprise. I just it was I was I was concerned that there would be enough material to support a feature length film. Right. And it definitely uh, delivered. And then last I'm going to, I'm going to steal it. You know, I think hands down, uh, this is the best movie of the year. And this again comes as no surprise. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. We saw the original one together. Me, you, uh, Jerry, shout out to Jerry and Jordan, Jordan, shout out to Jordan Brown. The the famous story where, you know, we just went on like a Tuesday around yeah. this time, maybe oh, five right. years ago. It showed up on my time hop, actually. Fuck, Jordan sits down next to me and pulls out cans of cream soda and starts drinking. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck still drinks cream soda? What are you doing? Anyways, uh, you know, the original was great. The music, uh, it, it's it's unlike any other animated movie that, that I've ever seen. You know, you guys, uh, I say you guys, some of the other um, team members uh, in our group, you know, you guys watch a lot more anime than I do. You watch a lot more animated stuff with, you know, Rick and Morty and Bob's Burgers and all that stuff. You know, my my, my animated um, portfolio consists of like Family Guy, The Simpsons and Dragon Ball Z. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's not an extensive collection. But that being said, you know, the original was great. And this was just a fucking home run of a movie um the different uh animation styles throughout the extension and and really uh development of the miles morales character uh you know just just everything about it is it's amazing the music all the things that the first you know into the spider-verse hit on this movie took it to the next level uh, and the story content was much, you know, they left Gianna on a cliffhanger, which is always fun. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I think those are the three for me that, that, that really stood out. I probably only saw about six or seven movies this year. I'm not going to lie, but those are the three for me that, that really, that really hit a home run. This time of year, people like to make plans for what they want to accomplish. Maybe your focus in 2024 is buying, selling, or investing in real estate. Maybe it's purchasing your first home or building wealth for your family. Whatever your goals are, the agents at The Ginther Group can help. It's never too early to begin working with Blake Ginther and his team, who have been a trusted resource to the triad community since 2010. To reach Blake and his team at The Ginther Group, just visit theginthergroup.com or give them a call, 336 283 Eighty-six, eighty-nine. 
I'm actually gonna gonna start with a couple of rebuttals here. You know, we do these movie premiere episodes every year, and even though I was I was right on one, and we'll get to that. There was two I really didn't care for, so I guess you can start with my surprises. That ended up being just quality. Uh, the first and foremost, and this movie to me really did not get enough credit, is the Dungeons and Dragons film. I thought Chris Pine was just great. The amount of comedy in there was awesome. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez is great. Just uh, it, it's such a surprise to me because I'm not a D and D player. You know, I, I respect the hell out of the game. I know a lot of diehards that love it. A lot of our fans play it. I'd love to, you know, one day maybe do like an episode for people that are interested because I think that's Tim Howell. Yeah, Tim, Tim Howell got back into it. Shout out to Tim Howell, baby. Yeah. Yeah, big shout out to Tim Lewis, a good friend of ours. He's into it. And, you know, we have been planning for a while to do an episode because I think the intimidating thing about that is the fact that people are like, I don't even know where to begin. But that's another episode for another day. So that was that's how the year started. I believe it came out January, February. So that was a very early surprise for me. I have not heard anybody say anything bad about that movie. It's on my list. I spent a lot of time on airplanes this year. I almost watched it a couple of times. I will watch it. That is definitely on my ever growing list. You know, that I keep of, of movies and shows that I need to watch, but I, you know, just as sort of a a piggyback on that, I, I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about it. Yeah. Agreed. When it came out, it got a lot of fan love and that's what had me watch it. I watched it at home, not in the theaters, unfortunately. So that one was my first surprise. My second surprise, which ended up being and still is the highest grossing movie of this year and the highest grossing movie from a female director, the Barbie film. I just can't believe how great that was. It was entertaining. It was funny. Ryan Gosling's hysterical as Ken, you know, Margot Robbie crushing it. And she was a producer on this. And I just truly, truly enjoyed it. I went into it, you know, very, very low bar. And that was the the Barbenheimer weekend, which is another thing that I want to, you know, kind of get back to this year. That was the first time that weekend that I saw movie theaters like we did back before streaming. It was just awesome to just see. I don't want to say the long lines, but just to see the excitement, the energy, like just that Barbenheimer mashup of serious Christopher Nolan film, you know, then of course, Barbie there. And I believe I went Saturday to Barbie and then I went Monday for, for Oppenheimer. And uh, we have an episode on that. Be sure to check it out. You went, you went Barbie, you went, you went Barbie first. huh? Yeah. I went Barbie first for that. And it's not, uh, it's not really a surprise. Well, I mean, to me, cause that was, that was on my list of movies. I didn't care about. It's not really, it's not really a surprise to me, (laughs) but I mean, to me, it was just so surprising to buzz and how they they played on that Barbenheimer buzz. And like I said, I mean, I haven't seen movie theaters like that in probably 20 years. Well, really since that game and infinity war. Sure. But that's one film, not just empty calories. You know, those, those, I think those two films were the most uh, nominated Mm -hmm. for the Academy Awards that are coming up uh, in February or whatever. So uh, you know, Barbie streaming now on HBO Max. I don't know if Oppenheimer's available yet, and I don't know where it'll be. But uh, you know, haven't seen either of them, but I will watch both. Yeah, definitely check it out. Barbie came in at one point four billion for the year. Number two movie. This was my one prediction. I actually got right. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, incredibly entertaining. It just got me in all the feels and 1.3 or 1.3 billion 
worldwide, and it is the highest grossing animated film of all time and cannot wait for, for the upcoming sequels. Oppenheimer actually came in at number three, just under a billion, $951 million. Super Mario Brothers streaming now on Peacock. Mm-hmm. I feel like a broken record. Yeah. Have not no, seen it. Like it. It's on my list. So if you've not seen these, I just want to let everybody know where they can find them. You oh, know what yeah, I, mean? I love that. That's what we're here for. We're here for the people. Uh, a couple other ones because I don't want to just go over the top films. Sabre already touched on Across the Spider Verse. Absolutely loved it. Cannot wait for next year's film where they wrap it all up. Uh, again, cliffhanger ending. I was sitting here and I I actually forgot that it that that that, that they made it. At the same so time, in the two parts. And my wife was like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. this was a two-parter. Can't say enough about it. Save I already touched on it, so I don't want to yeah. keep going on that. Guardians, of course, all in the feels. I think I have shed a tear in every single Guardians movie, at least one tear. I know I definitely did on We Are Groot in part one. In part two, I, I think it was. I'm Yachty. your daddy, but I, he might not. What, what does he say to yeah. him? He said, uh, I might not be your father, but I am your daddy, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Or it might be reversed, something like that. But yeah, Yandu, and then, of course, the end scene where they, they the whole entire Ravagers Legion does the send off. And then, uh, you know, this one with, and just like you said during the episode, Everybody thought that this was more about Quill. This was really a, a trilogy on Rocket and just incredible. So getting yep. back to, you know, some kind of, I don't want to say lesser known films, but other ones that we may not have touched on during the 2024 preview that ended up just being fantastic. I truly loved the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. The an- It's animated, right? Yeah. Or it's like, it's like claymation almost, right? Like it's, it's animated, but it's definitely got a different feel to it. That's on Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. and I, I, I've almost watched that a couple times. Yeah. So this is interesting. So you, you really liked it. I loved it, absolutely loved it. And my daughter, she's like, "This is my favorite movie of the year." Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's good. It's just a, a great way to see them as truly teenagers. And then you got Ice Cube in there playing Superfly. I, I think it's Superfly. But, uh, you know, it's a Seth Rogen production. He hasn't been missing, especially as a producer. I mean, he yeah. produced Boys. And like I said, if you have not seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, I highly suggest you check it out. I might watch out. that shit tonight. I'm not even kidding you. You should. It's great. After Courtney goes to sleep, I might watch that shit tonight. <laughs> All right. You good? And then uh, my another one that I kind of shit on doing our 2023 preview, Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts. Very impressive. What? Really, I'm telling you, it is good. And one of my favorite characters on there, Pete Davidson. And he it's not him. He's voicing. Uh, I can't remember the name of the robot, but I, I, I can tell you right now, this is one of my favorite Transformers films. It's set Dude. in the 90s. And you want to talk about soundtrack? Soundtrack is amazing. Absolutely stunning. And, uh, you know, the performances are are really, really great. Anthony Ramos plays the lead role in that, right? Anthony Ramos. And it's set in the 90s. So it's a little bit after the Bumblebee movie. So it's before all the the Shia LaBeouf. uh, So that shit's on Paramount Paramount Plus, too. I might watch that. Listen, remember when we did the thing, I was like, really, are we still doing this? You right. know, like that was my thing. Yeah, so we're, we're so we're still doing it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. as long as they keep going this path, and, and like I said, I love the '90s okay. connection. 
soundtrack is amazing. I, I don't think I've had this much fun since the first Transformers film, and it was really just because you got to see them come to life for the first time. Oh, okay. And again, I'm, I'm, story's great, phenomenal performances, and like I said, Pete Davidson, I can't remember the name of the Transformer he played, but it was super entertaining. Tom and then was, Unicron is the, the big bad, well, somewhat of the big bad, but again... You know, we, we try not to bash stuff on the show, right? You know, we're not trying to get too far off the ra- off the reservation. We are very much a everybody love everybody type of show. But every now and again, we got to call some things out. You know, we can't just do all rainbows and butterflies here at Zero Dark Nerdy. You know, a couple disappointments to me. This one shouldn't come as a surprise. I thought Scream 6 was absolutely terrible. I, I really wish they would stop making these movies. They're just a long stretch of trash. You know, they have gotten gorier. I will give them that. But besides that, the storylines and the villains and who the villains are related to from previous Scream films, it's getting to be too much. I did like the New York City aspect of it. It reminded me a lot of Jason Takes Manhattan. And even though that movie's not the greatest Friday the 13th of all time, it is exciting to see these characters that are normally in small towns or you know, Camp Crystal Lake, like Jason, ex- explore these big cities and, and kind of terrorize them. Besides that, the Flash. And I mean, I know that we're wrapping up the DCEU. It was just, I'm, you know, we can we can get into this, say, but on another episode. But this whole multiverse thing, I, I'm about over it. It just, and I'm talking for both MCU as well as, especially the DCEU, you know, I mean, of course there's a whole Ezra Miller controversy and then really you don't have a reason to go and see these movies because it's a combination of two things. I think that as a country, as a planet, there is starting to be some like superhero movie fatigue. Fatigue. A little bit. And these DCU movies are done, you know, so there's no invested interest to watch these films. And I know Zack Snyder was trying to get Netflix. Well, well, was trying to get Warner brothers to agree to let him finish his vision on Netflix and they shut it down. But, uh, it just was not fantastic. It's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Which, you know, this is exactly what I talked about. Not, you know, we, we you know, we talk about the predictions that we made. I, I knew once they announced that James Gunn was taking over and that he was kind of starting with a, with a, with a clean slate. I knew that these movies were just going to be lame ducks. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't seen the flash. 
awesome concept, right? right? Awesome, awesome concept, you know, multiple Batmans, all that shit. But it's just like, I'm not going to invest my time in a timeline that is ending right. when they're starting it all over. And quite frankly, it's going to be much better, much more um, cohesive, yeah. much better planned out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And which, again, all topics that we talked about in our 2023 movie preview episode. Right. So. I, I'm going to tell you, Flash, I, I may never see it. And I guarantee you I ain't going to fucking see Aquaman. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that's it. And, and you know, you know, I was one of the biggest over time. I was one of the biggest yeah. proponents of the DC movies. Mm-hmm. Once you start killing it off and and, and, and starting over and, and just completely, re, you know, re reformulating everything, I'm, I'm, I'm committing myself and my time and my effort into that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, uh, but I, 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 will, I do want to end this on a high note, and this was another surprise for me this year, and the good thing is there are plans to keep this character in the new James Gunn DC universe. Blue Beetle was such an entertaining film. I don't know okay. much about the character in the comics, but you know, especially just being Hispanic, the Hispanic representation in the film is fantastic. And I, I just got to say, I, I watched it again the other day. I believe it's on HBO. And it's a really just fun film with a great storyline. And it's about family. Like, not not that you're not about family, but, you know, Hispanics, we, we're all about family. And just seeing everything from the grandma to, to the sister to everyone just being involved. It was, it was surprisingly good. And James Gunn has said that there are plans to keep the... the the Reyes character, uh, Jaime, in in the new DCU. So we'll see what happens okay. with that. So that one is probably my last surprise of the year. I do want to give one shout out to the horror fans out there. I got to see one in the theaters this year. I normally try to wait for them to come home. But uh, A24 likes to pump out some hits, especially some horror hits. This one was an Australian film, Talk to Me. This movie is good. It is terrifying. It's But it's also got a message in there as well and i don't want to ruin this for anyone so if you've not seen talk to me i highly suggest you go check it out and that one's for our horror fans out there the fuck is wrong with you people <laughs> i'm talking horror fans <laughs> I, I mean it's like courtney will sit out on the couch i'll come out there and she's watching this show and she's crying right why the fuck would you watch something that makes you cry in the same sense why the fuck would you watch something that fucking terrifies you man like it's like I don't a roller know. coaster ride i un- you yeah. know i get it yeah i get it roller coaster rides are over in 14 problem. fucking seconds <laughs> and i don't have fucking nightmares for three weeks over it either <laughs> so look I- i'm with you all you know look i'm not i'm not against it i'm just saying man like it ain't happening with me man ever yeah yeah so Yo. all right say but so something new we're gonna do this year uh, you know, I'm going to ask everyone that comes on a this or that question and then a trivia question because we have quite the amount of trivia nights out there. So we're going to start with this or that. James Franco or Dave Franco? Well, unfortunately, if you asked me that question three or four years ago, you know, it's it's James Franco. But, you know, James got some shit going on. Yeah. Um. Let's just go on the acting prowess. Like I am. 
Yeah. And, and uh, look, James Franco hasn't done anything very good in a long, in, in a while. Yeah. You know, Dave, Dave has been in some stuff. He was in the, the neighbors movies with Zac mm-hmm. Efron and, uh, and, um, Seth Rogen. Right. You know what, dude? I'm going to fuck. I'm going to go Dave. Yeah. I'm going to go Dave Franco. There you go. There you go. And I got to say, I think Dave Franco is a funnier actor when it comes to comedies. Nothing against James. I just think Dave is funnier and especially unfinished business with Vince Vaughn. Check it out. If you've not seen this movie, it is absolutely hysterical, but I got to go with Dave Franco as well. So that, that that's your, this or that question for this episode. Now I have a trivia question for you. So by the way, if you're here in the Greensboro area, please be sure to check out our website, popculturepodcast.com. Go to the event page. You will see all of our trivia nights, or at least a majority of them. We're doing trivia, you know, big shout out to Jadon, doing trivia, him and his team out there, six, seven nights a week, all over the place. Uh, so here's my trivia question for you. What movie franchise has the most films? I'm going to go the Fast and the Furious. Mm. Final answer? Final answer. So, no. And I'm going to give you the top two. All so right. the, the Am movie, I even in the top two? No, no. The, the movie with, or the, the franchise with the second most amount of movies in it, James Bond. I believe they're in the 20s. Yeah. But right now, the king, of, uh, the king of monsters, Godzilla, 37 films currently to its yeah, name. Yeah, but they got all those fucking weird ones that yep. only came out in Japan and shit. I guess I should have thought, you know, look, that, this shows everybody that this is real. Like, yeah. you, we didn't just plan a fucking trivia question. Like, exactly. You know. Yeah. Fuck the James Bond thing. I should have got though. <laughs> I thought for I don't sure know what that was going to be your guess. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a ton of Fast and Furious movies. There's you know tons of Lord of the Rings, and you got The Hobbit and all that. Harry Potter. There's a ton, but uh, yeah, uh, and it's not even official because you go on some sites, it's 38 Godzilla movies. It's 35, mm-hmm. but really it's 37. So. All That's right. all. No worries. No worries. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get another. I'm, I'm gonna get another one. On, uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get more right than I get wrong. That's right. That's right. Anything uh, before we sign off on our first episode back from our break? God, I'm so glad to be back. You know, I look. I, I think we said it all. You know, just appreciate the fans' patience. Um, you know, we've been doing this for five, six years. We had the water cooler going for a couple years in there. Um, you know, life, careers, everything sort of gets in the way. So just just appreciate everybody's patience. And, you know, we're going to be back, back and in, in better than ever. And, um, yeah, we love you. We missed you. I mean, he summed it up for us. This is Brian from Zero Dark Nerdy, my man, Captain Cleveland Saba. And that's going to wrap it up for our latest episode of Zero Dark Nerdy, the galaxy's favorite pop culture podcast. Big thank you to our sponsors, the Believe Podcast Network, BetOnline.ag, Golden Ticket Cinemas, in particular, Hollywood Ale House, right here in Greensboro, North Carolina, the old Brassfield Cinemas location, and Sailfish Comics with three locations in NC, one in Concord, one in Winston-Salem, and one right here in Greensboro on Stanley Road, right across from Best Buy, as always, feel free to check out our website, popculturepodcast.com, for all your entertainment news and notes, courtesy of our good friends over at zipster.com. That is Z I B S T E R. 
And on behalf of everyone from Zero Dark Nerdy, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. And anger management? Fuck anger management.